If your website isn't getting you sales, it might be because your website isn't built for sales. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Tori Mathis, your host, and I'm here with the one and only Sean Mathis, founder of Miles Through Time Automotive Museum. Hey, how's it going? You know, I had a client, a new client, come to us recently, an organization that needed a brand new website. And I think that they were really taken back with the fact that I asked them, what is your website going to be for? Yeah, more, more than just... Uh something online. <laughs> you know, if your website isn't getting you sales, it might be because your website isn't built for sales. So I think, you know, in any website, whether it's a brand new website or it's maybe a redesign um, or a reorganization even, like the first thing you have to ask is like, what do I want my website to do? And that could be quite a few things. It could be sales. It could be to get phone calls. It could be to build a list. It could get for people to get people to walk in the door to your brick and mortar place. You know, for example, like the Miles Through Time website. Um, it's not to get sales, Sean. Really, I mean, you you have a few things on there, but that's not the goal of the website, right? No, for Miles Through Time specifically, it is to make the museum appealing enough that people want to visit, and we do that by filling it full of uh, pictures. That, that look visually appealing and just telling them as much as we can about the museum so that again, that they, they then want to make the, the choice to actually come and visit. Well, and another thing that the Miles Through Time website does really well is it builds your list. Like it is definitely built to be a, a list builder. Yeah, we set it up so that the, you know, filling out Google business and all that kind of stuff, the, the, the website is found relatively easily. So we took it up a notch by not only having it there so people can find it, but then you know, having a pop-up and, and, and encouraging people to give us their email and enables me to then contact them more frequently and, and educate them about what the museum is all about. And I, that's, been, that's been huge because without that, I, I mean, I wouldn't have any of the emails. And, and ultimately, the museum is a, a, it's a source for people to go to, to find it initially. But it, it's not the, the main way I contact. I mean, I, in fact, I, I can't just contact people through the website. They can only contact me. So them giving me my their email enables me to then contact them more and then, you know, connecting it to social media. And, and that, you know, we can we can go back and forth on there. And that's that's huge. But it's, it's also pretty I mean, it's pretty easy stuff. It's just I, I see a lot of organizations, businesses, other museums specifically that don't do any of this stuff. I mean, it's there's barely any information in there. There's barely any photos. There's not really enough to grab somebody and be like, I want to I want to go there. Well, for whatever, you know, whatever your business is or your organization, you really have to say like, what do I want my my website to do? And maybe it's going to do a couple of things, but I think it needs to you kind of have to prioritize what you want it to do, and then you really have to design it for that type of thing. Because um, I know like for my website, and I've talked about it before, like I don't take phone calls. So my website is definitely not built for phone calls. You're not going to find a phone number on <laughs> You're it. You're not even going to find a phone number on no. it because I don't have the time to take phone calls. So that's not what my website's built for. You know, we've done a lot of um, websites for contractors and theirs is absolutely for getting quote requests and for phone calls. So like first and foremost, like that's what we built into 
um, the website, the website design, the verbiage of the design, how the blog posts lay out, like every little part of the website is built for that specific um, thing. Uh, I designed the Six Figure Coach magazine and the website there, I, you know, we have designed that and we take care of that. And for that website, the whole entire purpose is to get people to subscribe. And so that is built into, you know, that's a list generating website. So even though you're, there's all kinds of articles on there and there's all these different pages and things like that, the main focus of the entire website is to get new subscribers. So you really have to have that that figured out in the beginning and to lay that out before you even start designing or you know even talking to a designer um, so that you your website gets you what you actually want. And just that like how do you want your customers to contact you is huge because you know if you're wanting phone calls but the phone number is not like in your face hey call I mean what makes you assume that they're going to call? <laughs> You know, if people are going to dig for no, if all there is is a, a contact form, you know, that you never even check because you don't check your email on a daily basis. But that's the only way that that people can see to get a hold of you. You've got a disconnect there and that's a problem. And one of the biggest things is that you you don't even realize it. Right. In your mind, you're like, I want people to call me. But what you're putting out there says the exact opposite. There's nothing out there that says call me. So, I mean, you got to really just, I mean, it's super simple to think about, but think about it. And like, if you're wanting phone calls, make sure it's easy for people to call you. If you want emails, put the email there and make it easy for people well, to email you. And people only have like when they're going to a website and you're like, well, you can't say I want them to do all those things because when people go to a website, they only have so much time. It's like three to five seconds and then they might be gone if they're not finding what they're they're looking for or what you want them to do. So you can't say I want them to do every single thing. You know, I want them to follow me on social media. I want them to call me. I want me them to sign up for this. Like you have to prioritize it. So the first thing you want is the first thing. Um, we used to put and because clients always ask for it, like social media um, links at the top of everybody's website. Well, if you think about it, and that's at the top of the website, and you click on it, and it takes you off of the website. So if your first thing is to get phone calls, like take that shit off the top. Don't put that on there, because that's the first thing people are gonna see, and you gotta think like above the fold, which came from newspaper, like a newspaper being folded, like the things that were on top were the most important. Well, the same thing with a website, it's like above the scroll, but it's still called above the fold. You want whatever your most important thing is to be and, and make sure that that is the thing, not 50 things, not, you know, not everything under the sun, but that one thing that you want them to do. So Sean, for miles through time, what is the one thing um, when people go to the website you think that is on there? Uh, well, it's we have the pop up, and so see? I yeah. mean, I, I want exactly I, I want their email initially. Uh, other than that, it's it's a learn more about the museum, um, and then it's a it's a con, con contact in the sense of I don't need you to call, I don't even need you to email. I want to tell you where it is so you can come, and I I know firsthand like I put as much information out there as I can as a whole. You know, admission price, hours contact. Um, I got a Google map that shows you exactly where it is. I got all these things to hopefully answer everyone's questions. But And I still get, how much is it? Are you open? Where is, where it? is it? You know, and, and all these things that, and then even like, I explain exactly what makes Miles Two Time 
different, unique, special, they still will wind up making it to the museum and have no idea. So, I mean, it, it, it tells me firsthand and it should tell you that even if you put that stuff out there, your customers, your clients, they don't see it. Right. And that's why I think it's important to not um, overwhelm them above the fold and to make sure that you are prioritizing what's the most important because you, you got to go lowest denominator. You've got to go uh, think of the busiest person, think of the most distracted person and, and make it so that they get like the one thing that you want them to do because like Sean said, you're still going to have them miss stuff. Right. <laughs> like if, questions. if your business is a pizza joint and you do deliveries and you want people to order online, that very first thing that's the most simple in your face thing that your that customer is looking at should be the order button. To click that button and start picking out your pizzas. If it's anything else, it's wrong. I mean, they're, they're, you're, you're confused. Like you're not, you're not having them do what you want them to do. Uh, and that's, I mean, it, it's more common than you would think because you don't, you don't think about that. You want to tell them how great you are and, and you use all these ingredients and, and then they're like, okay, you sold me. How do I order? You know, and right. by then you, you, you may have lost them. They're like, this is too, too complicated. How many times have we, you know, a new client possibly coming to us and they're like, you know, we always want to take a look at people's websites and kind of see what we're working with and stuff. And they say like, people aren't contacting me. I'm not getting sales. I'm not this. Like you can't even contact, like there's no, you can't find contact information. Like everything should be within one click or for contact information above the fold with no clicking at all. And it's just something that's really easily missed and so easily fixed. Yeah. And it, I mean, if it's, if it's not phone calls you want and it's, you know, people, you want people to email you, uh, the, the contact form is great, but you might want to think about actually putting an email address there as well because, you know, things can happen. You know, you may not receive that that form notification. People might think that's too obtrusive and they may, want, may not want to give you that kind of information either. So you kind of got to know your audience too. So not only like a balance of like what you want them to do, but what they are willing to do as well. Like for Sean's, though he does want them to sign up for the... Um, the newsletter and things like that. Um, a lot of your people are older. And so Sean gets a lot of phone calls, like older, like over 70 older that they might sign up for it, but they're callers. They mm -hmm. want the phone number. Even though they could probably look all of this stuff, they want to call and talk to somebody. And so that is very readily available. And let me tell you, people call all day long. Well, and those phone calls, I mean, some of them might be, how do I get to you? Like literally, I... I've got to tell them, you know, you're going to turn left here, turn <laughs> right here, go down three blocks. You know, it's on your left. Because that's your your customers. Yeah. So even though I have a map that they could, they could click and it'll take them straight to where they need to be, that's not what they want. That's amazing. I think it's cute. <laughs> the, the biggest struggle I have with it is I'm not that familiar with every angle around the museum. So when they're like, do I come from 441, 395? I don't really know. So <laughs> hopefully I'm in front of a computer or something so I can type it in real quick. And, and I, I look at the Google map and I give them directions from there because I mean, ultimately I don't care what I have to do. I still want them to visit. Another thing with this is to make sure that your website works on mobile and then make sure that that, you know, whatever that one thing is that you want your website to do, make sure that that is very noticeable on mobile as well. Um, like for your website, you, you know, you'd have to have the phone, phone number up there. You know, for me, that might be a little bit different. Um, so, you know, checking your, your 
website on desktop and checking your website on mobile might be a little bit different, but you got to think of people coming from different angles. And that's part of this whole defining your sales process. Like when somebody comes to your website, what do you want them to do? Then what? Then what? Um, if somebody comes to your, your website on their mobile device, maybe that is different than if they are coming um, on a desktop. Um, like directions might be more important if they're coming, you know, when you talk about the pizza place, well, if they're on their mobile, it's possible that they're looking for directions because they want to come to the place. So you got to kind of think of um, when they're coming to your website, what do you want them to do? And then what? And then what? And then you just map out these different things and make sure that one thing is a priority and the then what is the second thing, not competing because you don't want too many things. And it's so easy. I, I do it with my own stuff. Like I want them to do everything and you got to like step back and maybe even have somebody else come to your website rather than you, maybe somebody not that works with you, somebody that's completely unrelated to anything that you do and have them go to it and get have them tell you and give you some feedback on that. Um, and that's probably gonna give you more because you have your own blind spots when you get too used to um, your project, too used to what you're doing, it's really easy to overlook that. That's like designing things. I will spend hours and hours designing things and there will be a blatant spelling error in it. Why? Because I am so close to everything that I no longer see some of those little teeny things that I have to have somebody else go and look through it to find those things that I may have missed because it's so familiar with me that my brain is automatically filling stuff in that might not even be there. Missing words, you know, that's why it's always really great to get somebody completely outside to give you a third party unbiased opinion on what's really happening. Yeah, see, even for miles through time, every once in a while, I'll get a phone call where somebody references something that's completely out of date. You know, maybe it's talking about consignment that we don't do anymore or, or even a, I mean, even within the last six months, I've been called about a vehicle that's been for sale that sold three years ago. And I'm like, please tell me <laughs> where, you're where are you that? seeing that <laughs> so I can fix it. And, uh, Sometimes it's not even on our website anymore. It's got picked up and copied onto something else, but it still brings it back to me and it just causes confusion. Well, that's another thing too, is that your sales process may happen before they even get to your website and not even when you're on your website. So Google your business and see what actually is out there for your business. And not just people don't Google your name. Like, yes, you can Google your name. That's fine but see what comes up for that. But Google what services you want and see what comes up. You know, like if you're a specific car or something, you can Google that and see what comes up. And, and that's where you can fix some things um, and make sure that all those things that come up first, um, like, you know, if you're searching automotive museum and the website doesn't come up, right? And maybe, maybe, well, maybe your Facebook page comes up. Well, yeah. then make sure that your Facebook page also has whatever that one thing you want them to do. And if it's sales, make sure it's starting that sales process. If it's phone calls, make sure that is front and center. And that because I hate going to Facebook and I'm looking for a phone, like you, they keep rearranging stuff. And so you got to dig sometimes for information. So think about if somebody, if your phone calls, don't make people dig for that phone number. Maybe you need to put that in your top banner so that people automatically see it and they don't have to like scroll down on their phone and look for, you know, the about section. And then because Facebook wants to load well, all those people, other things in there. They don't even use the Facebook Messenger feature, but they don't remove it. So you get, you get mm. people that, that use it and they never get a response that you're losing because I, I know one specifically that I, I take one of our cars to and, uh, you know, sometimes they don't answer the phone because it's a smaller shop and they're, you know, they're working and I get all that. 
Um, but they have a Facebook page, and I'd used it before, but then they stopped kind of interacting with me, and it was there was a there's a pretty big gap there between service and I, I actually commented on there or messaged them on there. I'm like, are you guys even open still? Because there's, there's no sign of any life, you know. And so I'm like, man, maybe the you know this COVID stuff killed this business, and I I, I don't know. Yeah. But I wound up getting a hold of them anyways. I wound up having a window of time where I called them and they answered and, and I talked to them about it like yeah we don't really check that I'm like well maybe you should remove it man yeah, you can remove that from if you are not put a call button there it's instead. kind of like that would be like me putting my phone number and then not answering and people are like dang Tori you're an asshole you never answer your phone call I, I never planned on it so I right. took the web you know I took the phone number off it's not on there <laughs> instead of the messenger I mean put it so that they can only call you or put it to the learn more and it takes them to a contact page directly to the contact page of their website, which then, you know, says call or maybe they have a scheduling form or anything like that. But clean off that stuff that if you're not going to utilize it, don't even have it as an option. Absolutely. You know, and so thinking of what your website is doing, so, you know, we talked about maybe it's for getting directions or maybe it's for phone number. Maybe it's just to build authority and show that you're great. Maybe it is, uh, we have a couple clients that their website, like they use it um, a little bit for like a brochure style to give information, but it's mostly for onboarding their clients because they're finding them through, like um, we have some medical people. So they get a lot of their their clients from insurance. So insurance is bringing them to their website and then they just need to onboard them. So we made sure that like the onboarding and the forms are first and foremost. And Sean has lots to say about forms, right? If you're gonna have forms on your website, you have to make the forms easy for people to use and you can totally do that. It's not very hard. It just, you got to think about it ahead of time. What, do you, what are your clients doing when they're coming to their website, right? If they're going to fill out forms, you need to have them so that they're easy to fill out. Right. Yeah, it drives me nuts in today's <laughs> world. If you've got forms that you are, that a lot of times I've seen them there. I mean, they're photocopied versions of the form that look like crap that you're then asking somebody to download off the website, to then print out, to then fill out, to then upload and send back to you. Sean has done a lot of fixing people's forms. It, it's awful. I mean, you, you, you can create a nice, clean PDF, make it fillable. So, so all somebody has to do is click that button. It's a PDF. It opens up a new tab in the website. They can type in all their information, click Save and email it back to you. It never gets printed. It's super easy. It's saved digital copies already. It's clean. Nothing looks photocopied, crooked, you know, didn't print right. And you can only see half the words. Like there's all kinds of, like get rid of all that crap and make it easy. Eliminate the extra steps. That's the key too to all of this. Like sometimes, again, you have those blind spots or you've kept adding and adding and adding and adding things to your website or your Facebook page or whatever it is. And it's no longer easy. Like sometimes you gotta take a step back and like take a look, like take a real look at what's going on and see if things are still easy for your customer. And maybe things have changed. Maybe you used to take phone calls and now you want them to click a, you know, a proposal form, like get a free quote or something. So maybe if things changed, maybe you need to go back and make sure that it's it's what you want it to do now, what you want it to do today. Yep. Because things change and that's okay. That's the best thing about the web, the web like the internet is that change your mind, change it tomorrow. Like you can change it right now. Five minutes from now, it's like totally different. Easy uh, to update. Easy to update. Absolutely. 
So if you like this episode, we would super appreciate it if you would share this with somebody. If you know somebody that would think this is great information, why not hit the share button? We would always appreciate it. And we will catch you on the next one. Later. If you want to get smart tools to build your business, go to besmartal.com.